0: When the Lord your God cuts off the nations whose land the Lord your God gives you, and you dispossess them and settle in their cities and in their houses, you shall set aside three cities for yourself in the midst of your land which the Lord your God gives you to possess. You shall prepare the roads for yourself and divide into three parts of the territory of your land which the Lord your God will give you as a possession, so that any manslayer may flee there. Now, this is the case of the manslayer who may flee there and live. When he kills his friend unintentionally, not hating him previously, as when a man goes into the forest with his friend to cut wood and his hand swings the axe to cut down the tree and the iron head slips off the handle and strikes his friend so that he dies, he may flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise, the avenger of blood might pursue the manslayer in the heat of his anger and overtake him because the way is long and take his life though he was not deserving of death, since he had not hated him previously. Therefore, I command you saying, you shall set aside three cities for yourself. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory, just as he has sworn to your fathers and gives you all the land which he promised to give your fathers, if you carefully observe all this commandment which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways always, then you shall add three more cities for yourselves besides these three. So innocent blood will not be shed in the midst of your land, which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance and blood guiltiness be on you. But if there is a man who hates his neighbor and lies in wait for him to, and rises up against him and strikes him so that he dies and he flees to one of these cities, then the elders of his city shall send and take him from there and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood. That he may die. You shall not pity him, but you shall purge the blood of the innocent from Israel, that it may go well with you. Laws of landmark and testimony. You shall not move your neighbor's boundary mark, which the ancestors have set, and in your inheritance, which you will inherit in the land that the Lord your God gives you to possess. A single witness shall not rise up against a man on account of any in- iniquity or any sin which he has committed. On the evidence of two or three witnesses, a matter shall be confirmed. If a malicious witness rises up against a man to accuse him of wrongdoing, then both the men who have the dispute shall stand before the Lord, before the priests and the judges, who will be in office in those days. The judges shall investigate thoroughly, and if the witness is a false witness and he has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him just as he had intended to do to his brother. Thus... You shall purge the evil from among you. The rest will hear and be afraid and will never again do such an evil thing among you. Thus you shall not show pity, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. This is another one of those scriptures as we're continuing in uh, this week's Torah portion of justice. This shows so much common sense in justice. So the, the three cities of refuge that uh, he asked them for them to set up, it was not cities of refuge so that people can get away with breaking the law. The cities of refuge was to protect the innocent so that the, they cannot be Avenge, or no one can retaliate against them until they're able to show their case and their innocence. Just because an accident has taken place does not mean that there should be a blood guilt put on someone. But if uh, someone is not innocent, then of course, if they can't prove their innocence, then they're to suffer the consequences. Plain and simple. You don't get to go and hide out in a city of refuge to avoid consequences. It's to avoid unnecessary bloodshed. Now, also, I think it just makes sense that you can't have just one witness because it's one person's word against another. That just, it seems, again, like common sense to me. That would allow for emotions to get involved. And what we need to have is two or three witnesses that can attest to the guilt, and to show the guilty person is actually that, then we take on the case and the consequences have to be taken out. So the other thing would be the false witness. I think that that makes perfect sense too. If someone accuses someone else of a crime and that crime already has a certain sentence attached to it. Well, if it was a false witness, I don't think the crime or the, the consequence that's given to someone who lies is enough. If I accuse someone of murder falsely, and they find out that I falsely accused them, then I should face the consequence of murder. Because that's what I intended and hoped would happen to that other person. That just makes sense. For anyone to go through and say God is not just, God has no mercy, God is vengeful, God all those things, it's because you're missing one simple thing, common sense. Common sense. You do something wrong, you do the crime, you deserve the time. Period. So, we all understand the law going into a situation, we make the choice whether or not to keep it or to break it. You don't soften the law to make it to where it's fewer people getting in trouble. You hold the law firm, fewer people will choose to be lawless. Well, Father, thank you for uh, such clarity. Thank you that your word isn't confusing, That there's no contradiction in your word. The only place where contradiction exists is within us. Father, I ask that you can just help um, when we are confused, when we're not certain, when we don't understand. That you can just help us to see just that perfect clarity that exists in your word. I ask that um, within me, if ever I'm confused. Because of circumstances or emotions or anything else that gets in the way, I ask Holy Spirit that you could just come in and completely just discern to me truth, that I can have at least the choice to react to the truth rather than just emotion. So, uh, Father, again, thank you for your perfect law, your perfect commandments, and that there is freedom. Within your law, and I ask all this in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family. as we dig into our daily portion with Whit Ministries. God bless.